0: Welcome back to another episode of Unranked Podcast. You got Grant, also got Eli here. Um, what we're going to dive into today is potential fits um, for the fifth pick. Um, as everybody knows, um, the Pistons, that's where they're going to be selecting in this year's draft. Um, so we just plan on having a little discussion and dialogue around who we think are best fit um, for the team overall. Um, so yeah, I'm going to pass it off to you. Um, we've been doing a little bit of research over the last week, just talking about some different players um, that we think would fit best in the system, some guys that would be available at that spot. So, just want to hear you know what you who you think would be uh, best fit and why
1: yeah so you know i am the player that's kind of standing out to me the most would be Taylor Hendricks uh a central florida power forward slash center um it looks like he might transition best into the league as kind of a stretch four uh um, yeah. free and d guy and that's kind of the biggest uh thing that kind of jumps off the page to me is just how versatile he is on um, Versatile and skilled on both offense and defensively. Yeah, and I think that thing that we obviously can—I don't know the actual facts on this, but I'd imagine we were probably the worst defensive team in the league last year, if not top of that list for sure. (laughs) List sure. So I think whoever we get has to be defensive-minded. Obviously, we got uh, Monty Williams as a coach; he's going to bring a a defensive mind as well. Um, I think we have to begin to turn the page to at least keep people under you know 120 points a game. Um, and I think a player like Hendricks begins to get that done. Um, you know, just kind of rattling off some of his, you know, stats here. Uh, he's six foot nine, 210 pounds, average, 15, a game seven rebounds and just shy at two blocks a game. Um, I think that's a guy that definitely gets it done on both sides of the court. Two blocks a game is phenomenal. Uh, when you consider, um, when you consider the rim protection and just watch his highlight tape, you know, he, um, uh, the two blocks easily could have been north for like three because just some of the shots he was affecting keeping people away in, in general um i think that's you know that's needed in any day any uh whether it's this nba of this time or nba of 30 years ago you're gonna need a guy to play defense um you're gonna need a guy to kind of um put the defensive uh what's what i'm looking for kind of put the idea of being tough on defense on his shoulders. And I think this might be one of the guys that do that. You know, a lot of other guys on our team uh, might be slightly more offensive. Or if you're talking about a guy like Bowman he probably doesn't even, you know, he's probably five on four back on defense. Liability, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think these are type of players that uh, – or are type of player I think we should target. Full disclosure, looking at this, um, he could easily, easily probably go, um, like, nine through 12. And obviously, we are sitting at mm-hmm. the fifth Uh, We'll have to kind of play that by ear, but I think we'll be pretty active on draft day um, as far as I think we have a couple of players that we potentially want to move, whether that's a Killian or a Bagley, um, Bogdanovich maybe. I'm not sure how crazy we would get, um, but I I imagine we're going to be pretty active. Troy Weaver is one of the guys that's a chess master. And um, I think with a couple of young players that we have with their favorable contracts and kind of, just the, the the all of what they could still be whether it's a Killian Hazel or a Bagley um somebody still thinks they can take those players and they maybe still can't take those players and turn them into the top picks that they were um right. they, they may have just forced with us and it's time to get a little little more new blood in there so that's kind of why I think um you know Taylor Hendricks is the top of my list on here and um uh, and I, I'm going to go – I'm not sure. I would have to have to pull this back up. I forget who they had their player comparison list as. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Let me see here. I'm going to pull it back up. But uh, the player comparison uh, – it was not on this one. But um, I'm kind of pulling it out, and I, I'm kind of hoping that best-case scenario, he turns into a Jaron Jackson. I think that's kind of what I see in him, um, a guy that's um, – Keeps that defense spread out. Keep the lane mm-hmm. open for both uh, Ivy and uh, Cunningham, as well as, you know, uh, a rim protector on defensive side. And he shot 39, basically 40% from three this year, uh, 39.4. He hit 61 threes out of 155. Mm-hmm. And as a comparison, Jaron, Jaron at Michigan State only hit 38 threes um he was 38 of 96. So uh he's practically doubled the amount of threes that uh Jaron Jackson hit. Obviously everybody knows Tom Izzo's not letting you fly that much, but um I think that was just a little bit stood out to me because that's who I was looking at. If everything goes well, that's who he'll be. And uh he hit practically double the amount of threes that um that Jaron Jackson had in his one year at state. Um, so that's kind of how I look. Best case scenario, I think you know, he's sitting there looking at, you know, we're looking at a, a Jaron Jackson two point oh you know, somewhere around that 17 and 10 mark, couple of blocks a game shooting, you know, north of 38% from three. Yeah. Kinda, that's who I envision if, if, uh, who I think he'll be in the league in a couple of seasons.
0: Yeah. And no, I think it's interesting, just like, just even like looking at the fit and just kind of seeing, you know, I really look at him as, you know, he got that three ball, um, kind of like a stretch four, can play, you know, yep. kind of like, he's like, what, like 6'10", 6'9", the smaller, yeah. make a smaller size for like a five. I um, mean, he fit right in there with, you know, during Because I don't, is during like, I, I didn't really watch much of the Pistons this year. I know you didn't really watch a ton either. Is he like a shot blocker like that? I didn't want to, like, put it on him if he, but I, you know, I feel like yeah. you can never, like, never can have enough shot blocking. I think, like, having a couple guys that's able to really just –
1: I think he, I know he can rebound out of this world. Oh, yeah. um, that's probably his bread and butter. As far as uh, blocks. Um, I just looked it up here. He's in, at 0. 0.7 a game. So you have nothing jumping off the page too crazy. Obviously he was the youngest player in the league last year. And, yeah. you know, it's only up from here. You know, he averaged nine and. He averaged nine and nine this year. Yeah. So, solid. I, and he's the muscle. You know, I think if you – you got Cade, you got Ivy, you got Bogdanovich or somebody, designated shooter in that role. You got Durant at the center. Yeah. I think he will kind of fit into this because you look here, it looks like Durant didn't even attempt a three this season. Mm-hmm. So, uh He's not – and I know we've already tried the Isaiah Stewart shoot threes. We tried all that. And I think, obviously, he as Ken He's he trying to get there. I don't want to shit on his progress that he's had, but yeah, um, – He's getting there. Like, like we said this time last year, if, if we had Isaiah Stewart out there shooting threes, something went wrong. And I would mm-hmm. say the same exact thing this year. We need Ivy, we need Durin we need Bobin shooting threes, and maybe somebody like uh, uh, Taylor Hendricks. Definitely stretch that floor. I that's, yeah, I think he'll fit good at that stretch four. Um, mm-hmm. And and put if we still have somebody like Bagley to put a little pressure on him, Bagley doesn't play all that often so even if this kid stays healthy he's going to get more minutes
0: so yeah, I, um, yeah. okay yeah yeah And no, I definitely I wonder what you think about him you think he got a little as a three you think he I don't really see it in him but I just no. you know.
1: I think he would have to like more revolutionize his game so a lot of the, a lot of the highlights I watched he wasn't he wasn't Cooking off the dribble or taking a you know, little or, handle, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff around the rim, a lot of yeah. stuff, uh, a spot and shoot. So you know, I think not to say he can't do that. Um, it just I definitely in the highlights I, I watched a um, a few like only game highlights because I understand that anybody worth talking about can put together a good two minute highlight tape of the whole season. I want right. to see what he in a couple of key games, um, and where they just slicing up the plays and uh, you know, he looked good, but yeah, um, a couple of the last couple, couple, couple of points I make is his uh, uh, most points he had in the game this year is 25. Most blocks he had, he had four twice. I um, mean, he had a couple of 11 rebound games. So um, some couple of dominating, uh, you know, obviously 25 points is not crazy, but if he wasn't the primary score, um, you know, I don't know all, all positive sides I'm thinking about now where exactly he'll go in the draft. I I think five honestly might be a bit too early, but uh, I think this would be a little bit of um, one of those, hey, if we start cooking up and getting trades and something like that, um, I I could see this happening. No, for sure.
0: I agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah, no, I think, you know, we're definitely out too. I mean, you never know. It's all mock drafts at this point. Um, You know, teams still meet with players and stuff and um, you know, once you start, once after the final starts, I mean, I think that's where teams really got the green light to start trades and everything. And that's almost like new league year starting. So, so time will tell, you know, where he falls at. <clears throat> um, so yeah, what I'm gonna do is go ahead and jump into um, the player that I think would be uh, the best fit for the Pistons. That's Cam Whitmore, um, the forward out of um Villanova. Um, I was watching quite a bit of his, of his highlights uh, this this uh, last week or so, a couple different uh, days, and I well, first thing I noticed about him, he's like very polished. Hendricks is polished too, um, but like I know, I don't. You just see a lot of these guys that are. I mean, he's you know turned nineteen in July, and uh, you know you just see kind of, you know quite a few of these guys that you know tend to be able to like attack the rim, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, do always had a jump shot right away, but he was shooting forty seven percent from the field, thirty four percent from three. I mean, that's that's. Crazy, crazy efficient for a for a college freshman, um, and I'd say it's a Tad, you know, not unheard of, but but pretty pretty decent. And uh, just noticed that he's also able to um, score from different levels, get to the rim, explosive, able to finish over over top of people um, through contact, um, mid range got a little bit of the mid range going, or no, basically now it's just like over the cup or shoot um, overall, but just. Just showing that he has a little bit of that too, can dribble a little bit. Um, I definitely see a lot of, uh, I mean, I feel like Miles Bridges, like it's, you know, they almost, you know, essentially the same player to where um, he's, he can probably play a little bit of the four, um, but I think he's like 6'5, six, 6'6. Six, six. So you could probably, you know, most of some lineups here and there, I think he could play a little bit of that too. Could definitely put him at the two. You um, could, could definitely see him kind of coming into the, Know, if they were to pick and come to the system as like a sixth, seventh man, you know, just kind of working into the rotation. I don't know what you think. I mean, he being fifth, I guess it kind of depends. Fifth overall, he probably wanted to start in the starting lineup. But I mean, I feel like um, I, this depends what Bogdanovich going to really be at. But if, if we have off Bogdanovich, I think if we were to get Whitmore, he probably would be in that starting lineup. It just kind of depends what happens. But um, I do just any play defense. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, yeah. uh, I read about him, like competes on the defensive side of the ball, something they definitely need. Um, yeah, just a guy with <clears throat> um, very polished overall. And I think he would be a, a very solid uh, contribution uh, early on. Yeah. I. Um, yeah, so I know people are
1: – I don't know if I brought this up, but I know similar to uh, Taylor Hendricks, some of the downside about him was how low he was ranked in high school. Um, yeah, and the exact obviously, This guy's one of the more highly touted guys coming out of high school. Yeah, so it's just kind of see the um, you know how the cookie crumbles. So no, I agree with you on that. People people yeah. said I'll, um, and I see a lot of people saying that he could be. Obviously, everybody talks about Wimby, and everybody talks about Scoop. Um, he seems to kind of be Pistons world, but uh, Cam Whitmore seems to kind of be one of like that. Probably like the fourth guy people are talking about the most. Yeah, so, yeah. Houston. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think that's very interesting and he's one of those things where depending on how you know Brandon Miller or whoever somebody else like that falls it, it, you know he uh, he could easily be there at five for us um, Yeah. so I't I think that's a good good case scenario um yeah, so what, I don't know if you had that would you say uh, what was his three percentage? three uh, or four percent
0: thirty
1: four Yeah. Yes. so. Yeah, if he was uh and you I mean depending on how many he was shooting, he could definitely live with that. If he was
0: Yeah. He was,
1: like Jet Howard. <laughs> right.
0: But <laughs> getting them all. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just looking I can pull yeah. it up here real quick. Um he's go through the you know his first uh let's see. Go from the top down to his last game, to going back. So, I mean, 0 for 3, 3 for 5, 1 for 5, 3 for 4, 1 for 2, 0 for 2, 0 for 5, 1 for 4, 2 for 3. I mean, he's anywhere from two to three a game, two to four a game. So, he should have had a pretty pretty decent clip, had a couple lulls there, you know, as a freshman would, but um, playing in the Big East too. Um, yeah. I think the one thing that – I mean, I don't think it's a downside. They did have a pretty bad season. Um, so, I don't know if that could – you know, I won't over – I'm not going to over-scout them, thinking to where might kind of contribute to how he play or anything along them lines, but – um, I think overall though he he played pretty solid. Um, in the East, I know they also had some injuries too that played a little bit right. of a factor as well. But um, yeah, he played he played pretty good in the Big East.
1: And one of them guys that um, you know, Villanova has a a, a kind of a history <laughs> of putting like guards that kind of go under the radar. That's very legit. Yeah. Um, uh, your Brunsons, you know, you things yeah. of that. And they think if he could fall in that line, you know, obviously. Yeah. Due to being a Michigan fan, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but Jay Wright obviously can coach. Uh, get the most yeah. out of play. Uh, has the right culture there, so you know, getting a player that was from that ilk. Uh, yeah, me. I know so I'm not even sure who the hell Central Coach Central Force Coach is. So I mean, knowing that Jay Wright uh, was in oh. his year, uh, having the right thing said, coach, coach yeah. the right. I guess.
0: We actually do though, uh, Dawkins, because his son used to go to Michigan uh, for UCF. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it is Dawkins. There was at some point. But okay. I was thinking too. Even with Bill, like they not having the best record, imagine if Villanova did make the tournament, went to the Sweet Sixteen. He might. He, I mean, he could be, you know, toe yeah. to toe with Brandon Miller.
1: Right. That's another thing. Right. I
0: don't. I mean, you never know. Just kind of like you start doing that spotlight a little bit bigger. I know Brandon Miller obviously had like I mean, he was like Player of the Year in the SEC and everything, and they won like the conference championship. But yeah, that's one thing too. He might be. He might be a lot more sought after these next few weeks than we um, see now.
1: That's true. Yeah, I mean those. Uh, yeah, those tournament runs. Um, they can okay. help you. Flings shot you up in the draft. You know, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and and getting bounced early drops your way back. You know, sometimes for good or bad. You know, so I agree. With that. Um, yeah, no. So I'm not mad at. I just want to. I'm, I'm. This it's kind of an interesting draft because I would have. I was looking at the French kid I was looking at school. Yeah. I never once would have thought we'd have to be this far back. Um, and, but now I think it's kind of, it's interesting. And I think um, we have a good roster and it's just this draft. And we can't keep saying this, but draft is pivotal because yeah. um, it's that always there's the guy that's an all-star and I was taking at 12 or that I was taking at 17 or, you know, whatever the case is, you just got to go find them guys. And, um, I think we should all, like I said before, we're too bad to be drafting for solely position. We do have to get the best guy sitting there because a 16-win team means you don't got no talent on the team. And right. so we can across the board. Um, obviously, people could talk about whether Cade was playing or not, you know, how many more wins we would have got or whether we turned it off. Uh, but I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to some new blood and, and hopefully these these guys, uh, one, tour, one or two, one or both of them are sitting there, we can, you know, we can kind of be happy people, you know, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Same.
1: Um And I didn't really scout anybody else. I know we're going to try to do circle back, circle the block back and uh look at a couple more people. Yeah, uh, Like I said, Eric kind of got pulled from running me on this because Taylor Hendricks, uh, two weeks ago when I brought him up, was I seen him at like seven. So it didn't seem that crazy. And then now, you know, I just looked before we hopped on here. I seen a mock draft, him going 13 after Jed Howard. Uh So, you know, it's oh. one of those things. You never know, but I, I I feel pretty good pretty good about this guy. And I and I, I agree with you on Cam Whitmore as well. I think I think he's uh he's there. And then um yeah, so I'm kinda I'm 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 excited. I just wanna it's a weird so weird little it's a weird time for a new Pistons fan here.
0: Yeah. Fan yeah. One thing I just kind of tell myself over the last couple of weeks is Jaden Ivey was fifth and he was on the all rookie team. So I think, you know, you can't be can't be mad at that. In the end of the world picking at fifth, and I trust the front office to to do us best. You got a lot of options, so in due time, over these next few weeks, we'll uh, yeah, just look at a couple different scenarios with a couple different players, uh, look at some more mock drafts and have some more discussion around that. And um, yeah, a couple weeks out from the drafts, two weeks from tonight, if I'm not mistaken, or for yeah, tomorrow, yeah. If I'm not mistaken,
1: sure.
0: No, yeah, uh, right on spot, and had, um.
1: Yeah, because it's the 22nd. Yeah, no, you're right. That thing's coming up fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, sure. So, uh, you got anything else for the people? Nope, oh, that's all I got. We'll be back with you all next week. Yes, sir. All right. please.